Welcome, oh listener, to another episode of Bite Sized Virtue. This is episode four of season 16. And we are once again examining the virtue of humility by looking at what humility is not, or more specifically, looking at some of the evident signs of a lack of humility. So if you're joining us midstream, you might want to go back to episode one of season 16 of Bite Size Virtue just to learn a little bit about from where these signs, evident signs of a lack of humility are coming from. We're going to be looking at two of them today, though, and I want to get right into it because they're fairly heavy and I am on a bit of a time crunch owing to the fact that it's Holy Week. Easter's coming up, Good Friday's coming up. My week is going to be significantly truncated which leaves me precious little time to record and edit a podcast episode. So, being that this week ends with Good Friday, I did actually want to jump ahead slightly, because I want to skip over the next point. This would be the uh, fifth point that St. Josemaria Escriva raises uh, about evident signs of a lack of humility. I want to go to his sixth and seventh points because, well, A, they're both related, and B, I think they sort of more fit the somber tone of the week. The sixth point is, and again, these are signs of a lack of humility, not being aware that all the gifts and qualities you have are on loan. And the seventh point is rather like it, not acknowledging that you are unworthy of all honor or esteem, even the ground you are treading on or the things you own. Like I said, a little bit heavier, a little bit deeper for this particular week. Let's tackle the sixth point first, because it is in order. There is this tendency, and I mean, in a way, you know, like, it does make sense that we would think about the things that we are capable of doing as things that we should be proud of. And in some sense, we should be, right? It is good to achieve things, but the question, of course, maybe needs to be raised of, well, what are we achieving them for? Purely for our own self-aggrandizement? For the better of others? We can do things for lots of reasons, and not all the reasons we have for doing things, even good things, are themselves good. But beyond that, there's always this temptation to think that um, all the, you know, that because of all the skills that we have and the things that we're capable of doing, that we're in some way owed something. And I'm not talking about, like, you know, fair compensation for the work that we do for an employer. I mean, obviously, that we should get that recognition for a job well done, you know, again, like we should be able to receive that as long as we don't let it go to our heads, I suppose. And certainly, you know, we can take some credit for the amount of time and effort we sink into honing our skills and pursuing education or, you know, uh, exercise, right? Uh, building up our skill in a sport building up our knowledge base in a career field or in an academic field. All of these things are worth noting in measure, but it's also worth always keeping in mind. The, the, the angle here is not that, you know, we should absolutely avoid any such pursuits like this, or that, you know, we should absolutely refuse all recognition for the things that we do well, the things that come, uh, the, the, the skills that we've developed. But all of those things, all of those things are impermanent. None of them is going to be with us forever. 
even an NHL player is going to stop being uh, an NHL player at some point. The body simply gives out after a while. It can't keep up with the physical demands of high-intensity hockey. This is true of any sports star. And it's true of a lot of other things that we do in life, too. We learn a programming language, we become an excellent programmer in that language, and then things move on. You know, nobody programs, hardly anybody programs in COBOL or Pascal anymore. And even some of the C languages are, while still very commonly used, they are in their own way waning, being replaced by things like, you know, Go or Rust or languages that uh, are a lot more memory safe and sort of have some security features built into them by design. Accidents can happen too. You know, we can, you know, a, a sports player can suffer an injury, a career-ending injury to their knee. Somebody who does a lot of work that relies on the use of their hands can lose fingers or lose a hand, right? You can lose sight in your eyes and all of a sudden it becomes a lot harder to be a programmer. None of the gifts, none of the skills that we have now or will acquire in the future are going to be with us forever. We're not going to keep practicing those things forever. At some point, they all go away. And so it's worth remembering that for all the skills that we have and for all the noteworthy things that we do with them, they are temporary. They aren't permanent. We won't be able to keep doing them forever. I won't be able to keep podcasting forever. And that doesn't mean give up and quit now. It means that when the end comes, accept it. That's the humility, is being able to accept when the end of something naturally arrives. And being able to understand that there often is something else that follows it, something new and different. I used to be very, very passionate about photography, and I still have taking pictures and occasionally working on them in Adobe Lightroom, but I don't do anything even remotely professional with a camera anymore. But what came after that? Well, turns out podcasting did. So what's going to come after podcasting when that opportunity, you know, finally dries up and I'm not able to keep recording episodes with any kind of schedule whatsoever? Who knows? If I'm going to approach that with humility, I just have to be able to recognize when that end comes. And I can mourn losing a thing that I enjoy doing, but I can also then be, you know, it, I can recognize that it's not the end for me, that there's something else that'll come along that I will be able to pursue with that same kind of passion that I now do podcasting. And that brings us, I suppose, to the seventh point, because, you know, it is good, you know, it is, we do noteworthy things in our lives. Hopefully we do noteworthy things in our lives. Hopefully we do things that benefit other people. And I mean, sort of just natural when someone does something to your benefit to express gratitude toward that person. When someone does something of, um, you know, with an exceptional display of skill, like we, we remark on that and we note that. And it's not that these are bad things. But again, we really have to be careful about becoming too attached to these sort of things. Really have to be careful about letting those things become the focal point of our identity. You know, I, I was seeing an article about, um, maybe it was one of those Facebook listicles while I was doom scrolling. I should really stop doing that, but occasionally one falls into the trap. ADHD for the win, right? But the article was something about, you know, um, 50 people who clearly peaked in high school. And it talks about people who just, you know, they can't ever let the cheer team go or the high, the football glory days go. Or, or even like, you know, I just mentioned ADHD, right? And I've had sort of some soft arguments, some low-key arguments with people about like what that means and, and how it defines you as a person. And I'm just like, I don't want it to define me as a person, right? Like I can be an interesting person 
dynamic individual who just happens to have ADHD, or I can be the sort of person for whom I have ADHD is a substitute for having any other kind of personality. I want to be the former, not the latter. It's not bad to receive praise. It's not bad to do things that are noteworthy. But again, these are all things that are temporary. And we should always, always, always be mindful of the fact that they're temporary. The praise is temporary. Our skill is temporary. And we should never become so attached to our skill and our ability to display our skill and our ability to receive adulation for our skill that we view ourselves as entitled to that adulation. And it helps also not to be attached to things, whether that's a house, a car, a person, a place we live, the computer that, you know, we do all our gaming on. It's good to have things, but things too are impermanent. At some point, the computer's going to stop working. At some point, the car's going to stop working. The house might burn down. We might sell it and move. All of these things are impermanent in our lives. And so we should really always, if we're humble, take care that we don't allow ourselves to become unduly attached to any of them or unduly attached to any of the praise or adulation or compliments that we receive. We should definitely not think of ourselves as being entitled to any of these things at any point. Because when we do, that's when we fall into the trap of pride and fall into the trap of no longer being humble. There's a obvious metaphor, I suppose, with Good Friday. The idea that, you know, even the very author of creation could be stripped of everything, all dignity and all respect, to end up a mockery. Now, granted, that was part of a larger plan, but it's still worth thinking about that, you know, this isn't a story about the grand exploits of some deity. This is a story about the universe itself <laughs> and beyond being stripped of any dignity, stripped of, of any glory and adulation, and being made absolutely low, crushed, on purpose, by design. I'm not saying we should go out and seek that for ourselves. But I do take some inspiration from that. You know, it's, it's a reminder to me that when I'm, when something doesn't go right for me, when I'm not at my best, when something goes, when I have to let go of something that I've held on to for a long time and I enjoy, I take some comfort in the fact that I'm reflecting that same suffering, that same being made low, that same being crushed. And I'm reminded that that's part of a plan which has something greater on the other side. Which gets back to what I said before, right? At some point, I'm going to have to hang up the microphone. But there's going to be something else coming down after podcasting stops. And, you know, if I'm honest with myself, I was sad when I kind of stopped being a, a real shutterbug. But I had a lot more fun. I've had a lot more fun podcasting than I ever did taking photos. And that's a hopeful thought, I think. And on that note, I'm going to hang it up for this week. If you are the sort to celebrate Easter, then I do wish you a very blessed and happy one. If you're not, I hope you have a good long weekend out of it at any rate. And as always, thank you for listening, and until next time, be virtuous. Thank you.